funny guy. I have the funniest guy for you, and he'll be in your pants before the end of the show. Sam Tripoli! What's up, Playboy? How are ya? Let's give up for the two greatest hosts on the planet. What amazing job. Thanks, Sam. You're awesome. Thank you. I wish more women were like freaky like them, right? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that? I want to take a moment to thank Playboy Television for having me on because I'm going through a hard time right now. My girlfriend just booed me to the curb. We just broke up. So it's my fault I dated a young girl. That's what you get for dating the young ones, right? Gotta stick with the older women, trust me, guys. Because young girls still have hopes and dreams that it's all gonna work out. They're gonna meet their cute boy and have cute babies and solve world problems. Nah, fuck that, man. Give me older women, man. They're like wounded animals looking for a place to die, right? Just like, <laughs> you're like, easy kill for the monkey. Uh, yeah, she gave me that. Young girl excuse when she broke up with me. Guys, you'll hear this a lot from the ladies. It's the, uh, listen, it's not you. It's me, all right? I'm just not ready for this, okay? I just want to live life and see the world, all right? It's not you. I just want to live life, see the world. Yeah, right. More like get drunk and bone strangers. That's what that means. <laughs> when was the last time you ever heard of your ex-girlfriend climbing Mount Everest or hanging out with the Yamamamo tribe of South America? Never. What do you hear every week? Hey, I saw your girlfriend at the club. I think she boned the DJ. Oh, that's my girl living life, seeing the world. My little Jacques Cousteau. Look at her explore, huh? And I knew she was up to no good, man. I knew it. Why? Because she kept wanting to go to Vegas with her pack of whore friends. Fucking trouble. You know your girl's up to no good when she wants to go to Vegas. Bikinis, martinis, doing rails of blow in the VIP room with some guy who was on the fifth season of Road Rules. Yeah, that's a party. And she'd always, she'd always come back with stories about how she met some billionaire that just wanted to talk. It was so awesome. We met this guy who works for, like, Microsoft or something. I don't even know. But anyways, he was so cool. He just hung out. He bought us all a bottle of Dom, and we just talked all night. Oh, wow. You and the billionaire just talked, huh? Wow. I'm sure it's a regular freaking crossfire going on there, huh? What'd you guys talk about, sunshine, huh? Free trade in China? Or the fact he wants a donkey punch in the hotel room? God bless you all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sample Hour with the new improved internet since I just upgraded. Um, we, have, we have a very special guest today, a guest today, but first of all, I am at Drew Sample. And I'm Jason at No Susquehanna, guest co-hosting today in place of at Clever West. And we have a very special guest today. All right, and our guest today is the Naughty Show, Sam Tripoli. You might hey! know Sam. What's going on, Sam? What's going on, Sam? Good to be here. What do you mean new and improved internet? What was what did you have? Uh, dial up? No, dude. Like we had an old broadband here. It was like it was only like a one megabit upload speed. So like if I couldn't like my Skype was just like you would like whenever I would talk and you would try to talk, it would just automatically cut me out. And so whatever noise really? is coming on your end, yeah. So whatever noise is coming on your end, like it would just uh People that have problems hearing me and the podcast, and I'm the one that's recording it, which is just really strange. But we just 
We upgraded here in here in the Midwest. We're not blessed with good internets. That's crazy. I know, because we're all mad gamers. Because there's nothing else to do besides play video games. So you think that we would all have great internet? Yeah, everybody bitches about the Midwest. I, every time I go out there, I, I have a great time. Is it that I'm just there for a couple days and I get out? Is that what the whole thing is? Well, we're all mad partiers. I mean, that's number one. We're all pretty crazy. I think that's what's fun about the Midwest. Is like. It's like uh, it's a it's like the work week, but who who cares? Let's go out and have some fun. Um, yeah, I, I miss that. I mean, out here, everybody like nobody parties anymore. I'm like the biggest scumbag out here. I'm the only one who <laughs> fucking parties. You know, it's just like everyone's like trying to be healthy and look good for the camera, and I just want to make bad decisions. Oh, and, well, uh, that was a great place for bad decisions. <laughs> That's yeah, well, it's, yeah, dude, debauchery out here. I got vices, but I love my vices. I love. I love everything about my vices. Look, vices are awesome. You've got to have your own couple of vices. Everybody does in order to maintain sanity in the craziness that is our daily world. Right? I mean, dude, I, dude, you have a black man's voice. Ever, anyone ever told you that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that comes up sometimes, man. You could fucking totally do some R&B, bro. He actually used to have a career in R&B and underwear modeling. No, I'm just kidding. I just made that up. <laughs> do you uh, do you sing to your ladies when you you romantic get romantic to them? Do you bust out a little some sexy romantic songs with that deep voice of yours? Let's see what we have going on here is deep voice via huge cannabis intake. So I'm really oh. high to be out singing all the time, my man. Now, how is a uh, uh, Midwest weed compared to like West Coast weed? Right, it's good enough that you won't have a problem with finding some decent trees when you're here. I gotcha. Nice. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, before before we get going, I just want to, uh, in case people that listen to the Sample Hour aren't familiar with the Naughty Show, where can people tune in now and check you guys out on your weekly podcast? And where can we find out about the live shows? You know, uh, I'm really blessed that uh, the Naughty Show is, just keeps getting better and better. And we uh, we just moved to uh, All Things Comedy. I don't know if you know that's the new uh, – it's a new podcast channel. It's got Bill Burr on it, El Magical, Tom Rhodes, uh, Ari Shafir. Uh, I mean, it's a really great, great website. We're, uh, we're very blessed to uh, have been – you know, to be able to go on it. We used to be on Desquad. We're still Desquad. We just wanted to uh, change it up a little bit. And uh, it's been a great move. And then the live shows, uh, I'm working on doing a live show in Vegas. I'm working on doing a live show in Toronto now. Um, oh, I'm you just... got to keep us posted on the Toronto show. I'm going to be yeah. back up there next week. That's one of my favorite places, like an adult playground. Your you know, show is perfect Toronto. for that city. Yeah, I'm very excited about Toronto. Toronto's a really cool-ass place to gig, and I'm very excited about them wanting to bring out the Naughty Show. So we're just going to see what we can do, man, and just bring it out there and have a great fun. We're doing a, another live one in L.A. March 7th, which is very cool. I'm excited about that. And uh, – just life is good, man. I cannot complain. For our L.A. or California people, what venues is the live show going to be at on the 7th? Uh, it's in the main room at the Comedy Store. It's uh, very cool, man. It's a, uh, it's, uh, the main room at the Comedy Store is probably one of the most gorgeous comedy club rooms you ever perform in. It's huge. We just did a live naughty show there like a little over a month ago, and there was like 400 people in there. and You know, 
It's a gorgeous room. We got a pack lineup. We got Tara Patrick. We got uh, Chris D'Elia. We, I mean, the lineup is awesome. The shows are always awesome. So very excited about it. It's going to be big. It's a crazy, fun, entertaining adult show. It's for people who like to party and have fun. And I always say it's an adult show you can bring your girlfriend to, man. And it's always chaos. And some of my greatest moments doing comedy have been naughty show, show you know, moments when, like, Bella Donna was doing pole work and took a 10-inch black dong and shoved it down her throat. And that was cool. <laughs> and when Ari, Ari played the amazing racist and uh, Roddy Roddy Piper had to beat him up because he insulted one of the, uh, the uh, porn stars in the show. It, it's just classic, man. And porn star fan mails. It's just a really fun, crazy-ass show. That's pretty awesome, man. So doesn't uh does Roddy Piper? I heard he does stand up now. Not to I like. I haven't seen him forever, but I saw they did. You know, man, and I like that dude. That dude's the nicest dude. Some people aren't big fans. Like people get really weird when it comes to stand up. They get weird when like you know someone who comes from like maybe another medium comes to try and do, and do stand up. But he was the coolest guy. I mean, like I grew up on classic, you know, wrestling back when like. Same here. You know, I used I don't like the wrestling now. Everybody's in gay shape. You know, I like I like the wrestling now where like they were built like your dad. Yeah. You know, they come out just just in short shorts, got some man tits rocking, and they just beat the crap out of each other. It was great, man. And if you think about it, Roddy Piper had Piper's Pit. Do you remember that? Absolutely. Yeah, they, that was like the first podcast. It really, it really kind of was. That's interesting to say that because we were. Uh, I was a big wrestling fan growing up. I was always I was. Uh, I mean, Hulk Hogan was my idol. For, I remember when I was a little kid, but I remember in Piper's Pit, what was the craziest thing in Piper's Pit? There was the rope-a-dope. Do you remember that in Piper's yeah. Pit? Yeah, dude. And when he busts co- coconuts on your head? Yeah. That was great, man. What if you did that in a podcast right now? You just fucking drop the coconut on someone's head. That would You get so many downloads on that. <laughs> I miss all that stuff. Snooka. Now everybody's like... yeah. It's shredded, trying to look like, uh, you know, like fucking Abercrombie and Fitch models. Yeah, I agree. I think like for me, uh, I always thought what it's like some of the magic behind wrestling has been removed because they're all about like being really athletic and like, and I think it was because like, I don't know if you remember like in the nineties when like everything was like when it was when ECW was starting to, or WCW was starting to like take over the WWE. Not that I'm a yeah. big wrestling nerd or anything, but like WWE was going downhill. They lost all their stars when Hogan left. And then they went like super hardcore and really into athleticism to like kind of get their show back or get their ratings back. And ever since then, they've lost like a lot of the magic behind wrestling. Like a lot of the it's like a it's more of a, a magic act. Like it's playing on your on your conscious more than like something that's really real, if that makes any sense. No, it does make sense. You know, I mean they they were more relatable before storylines were better now i you know i mean i have not if you like wrestling that's totally cool i have no problems with it i hate when people get all mad because it's fake it's like yeah well you know so is dexter so i mean i don't understand what the what the problem is you know you you want to watch it because it's basically male soap operas that's what it is you're just really watching for storylines but i like the old storylines way more than the new storylines you know what i'm saying absolutely and now with the UFC, it's like if you want that kind of violence, you can see it for real. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think it's 
it's kind of weird like just because they're trying to make pro wrestling more like the ufc but it's it's not the ufc like that's not that's not why i'd want to watch pro wrestling i'd rather watch you know mr perfect be a dick and destroy hulk hogan's belt and hulk hogan was yeah. really upset on the saturday yeah. night main event and me being a little kid being like oh, i hate mr perfect and that was so I cool. love that too Absolutely, like the heels are, are where it's at, and I think that's why I like in him. I like villains, man. I yeah. have no problems with villains, especially in like UFC now. I like have zero problems with people being a bad guy and like yeah. starting trouble. I, like I think it adds, yeah. Well, Koscheck's I'm not a big fan of his, but even <laughs> like um, who's Sun the in? British guy? Oh, Bisbing. Oh, Sam. Uh, like Sonnen, Bisbing. I like Bisbing. I, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, Hello? it was just a little bit of loud. Hello? Sam, can you hear me now? Okay. I can okay. hear you. Can okay. you hear me? Absolutely. No worries. I was just bragging you know. about my new internet. Okay, kidding. man. <laughs> You're right, speeding fast. Anyway, so Sonnen and... Uh, you were talking about Sonnen and Bisming. Well, you know, it's very interesting when it comes to UFC. Like, I, uh, I have certain things I root against. Like, first of all, I root against any good-looking UFC fighter. I attractive guys I can't stand because those are the dudes who like come in and like bang your girlfriend and beat you up. I hate that. I hate anybody <laughs> who wears like the tidy whities. I hate that shit. <laughs> I hate anybody who wears I hate you know like the light tight. T- I, I I just can't stand that shit. Don't need nut huggers, bro. Uh, and I can't stand dudes who have tramp stamps. Yeah, the tramp stamps. Uh, man, who's a popular MMA? Gray Maynard. Gray Maynard. He's got yeah. a stamp stamp. I can't stand that, man. I just like, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it's like weird, dude. It's like, who gets it? Why would you get, tra- you know, that's for chicks. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the biggest, best dude. The- and then you want to get all feminine on me. It's like some weird ass shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't but know. I go with Rogan out to these, out to these fights a lot. And it's like, I feel like I'm either like won a radio contest or it's like some make a wish shit. And I only got like three weeks left. I don't even know how like I get in the middle of this shit. It's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that's. Uh, I remember actually the first time I ever saw you was on that show on Spike with uh, Kit Cope. Um, Kit Cope and Jason Ellis, and I got yeah. my ass. Yeah. I went five rounds with Rampage. Oh, how? Tell everybody about that. That had to be interesting. Well, you know, Rampage had just gotten picked up from uh, Pride, and they just brought him over. And uh, they tried to get Chuck Liddell, and Chuck Liddell wasn't available. So they're like, why don't you have Rampage? And he came in, and w- he was a really cool guy, man. Rampage was a cool guy, and he, you know, we fought. He was nice. Like, he didn't kick my ass, but once in a while, he'd let me know if he, like, if if he wanted to put the hurt on me, I could, he would totally could do it. Like, once in a while, he'd just cork one off on me, and I was like, oh. And all I wanted to do was go back into, a, like, a a fucking time machine go back and kick my ass when i was like 12 and i thought i could go pro in anything <laughs> i was so on un- i mean dude you just these fucking cyborgs out there these guys who are just fighters just it's amazing yeah it's uh it's pretty it's pretty interesting man i mean it's it's really it's like the evolution of the professional athlete is is kind of like the MMA. Of sp- it's like MMA is like the evolution of pro sports and the professional athlete. It's it's like it's interesting to see because since MMA has come along, like nutrition's changed, uh, the way you're supposed to train your body's changed. Like it's really just kind of interesting to see its effect on our culture. Yeah, in five years it's gonna be nuts. And I was talking to my friend. It's like Las Vegas is like 
the MMA mecca. Imagine if you had to be a bouncer, a bouncer in Las Vegas. How much would that freaking suck to have to throw dudes out and you just know you're going to have a kung fu fight in about two seconds? Everybody's trying to take you down and choke you out. You just can't escort buddy out of the club. It's fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm a I'm actually a, a part-time bouncer now and I and I'm afraid most of the time that I'm going to get my ass kicked anyways if I ever have to take right? but, out of the but club. But suck. Like so Yeah, Drew solves that dry humping some chick. What's that? <laughs> so Drew solves that problem by watching Roadhouse on loop continuously <laughs> for his weekend bouncing job. <laughs> you just go left bloop boot on some dudes, uh, you feather your hair up like Swayze. <laughs> then I rip people's throats out. After, after taking our shirts off and uh, wrestled around and he's he's blown a kiss in my ear and afterward, you know. That's <laughs> so great, bro. That's so great. Just go with some highlights. Just really get as weird so nobody wants to fight you. <laughs> Just, nobody wants to fight a guy with frosted tips. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just cool. cut, off some, cut off some jean jacket, no sleeves. Walking with the shirt you got from Hot Topic. <laughs> I'd have to actually wear an Affliction T-shirt. Honestly, I'd have to go to the buckle, get the Affliction T-shirt with the foil on it. Are, yeah, are people still wearing Affliction shirts? I, they, I thought I just saw a homeless guy with Affliction shirt on. They are in Ohio, that's for sure. You go to Toledo, Ohio, everybody wears an Affliction shirt. Down here, it's only the it's only the dude bros that are still wearing the Affliction shirts. Well, here and there. Yeah, the Ed Hardys and all that, that's still out there. That's just crazy, bro. Yeah. I don't know how your homeless are in, uh, L- in, in Ohio, but no, actually, I do know how they are. I was in Cleveland. They're the scariest homeless people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> it is what like. What happened crazy. to you in Cleveland, man? What'd they do to you, Sam? Well, I was like walking to go get something to eat, and the guy's like, can I have a dollar? I'm like, okay, maybe. I got to order some food. I'm sitting down, eating my food. Guy walks in and is like, dude, I need that dollar. <laughs> I was like, just walk into the restaurant. Of course, nobody bounces them. That's just a normal day for them out there. It's crazy. I like Ohio, man. I dig it. I don't know why you guys get so much shit, but I like Ohio. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people from Ohio that like kind of make it big and move away. Like uh, like Tony Hinchcliffe, that's going to be with you next weekend at the Woodlands Tavern. Absolutely. Eight, eight, yeah, that guy's yeah. just such a great dude. Yeah, if anybody's wondering, just just to throw, I mean, not that I'm you know throwing a plug in or anything, but I am. So uh, Sam Tripoli and Tony Hinchcliffe at the Woodlands Tavern. You can go to staticdogentertainment.com, purchase your tickets. You can get $12 for general seating, or you could be a VIP like us, get the $18 ticket, choice of seating. And then also the night before, for our Pittsburgh fans, you guys are also going to be in Pittsburgh. For some reason, that didn't show up, but... Um, on my thing. Yeah, Pittsburgh, come out, man. I'm very excited. I've never played Pittsburgh before. These are both two markets I've never played before. I've played, uh, I've played Cleveland. That's about it in Ohio. And I had a great, I played, uh, no, let me take that back. I did Cleveland and then I did the funny bone in Dayton. Oh, I'm Dayton's, sorry about Dayton's that, man. Great. Yeah. Yeah. From Dayton, yeah. Dayton's one of the biggest shitholes in the country, dude. <laughs> I was just talking about that last night, man. It's just like, it is like ghetto country. Oh, ghetto oh. country. You go south five minutes, it's ghetto as could be. You go north five minutes, it's hick as could be. That's Ohio. Yeah, man. That is Ohio, man. You get those country strong guys. Yeah, there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of country, but then whenever there's an urban area, it gets ghetto as fuck. 
Like it's Columbus isn't really like that, but if you go to like Toledo, Dayton, or Youngstown, you're definitely going to see that. Yeah, they should have a much better time here. There's a Absolutely. lot of Death Squad fans that are looking forward to this one in Columbus. Absolutely, and I know our friends at Death Squad PA on Twitter are uh, also looking a big forward. group of people up for your Pittsburgh show. Actually, is uh, now, you guys what what did you guys listen to all the what a lot of the Death Squad stuff? Are you listening to, like Ari's and? Uh, Duncan's and you know, Tom Segura's. Yeah, it's hard to listen to. Like, here's the thing: is there's so much content that's out there, so it's hard to catch every episode. But I mean, I've definitely listened to everybody's podcast for sure. Yeah, I mean, it is hard to listen to everyone, right? Absolutely, especially like ever since I started this with my brother. In between, like, like I just I was I was actually kind of fortunate where I didn't have to work for a while. And, uh, but now that I had to get, go and get a job, it's a little bit, I have to like manage my time a lot better and everything like that. So it's, it's gotten more difficult. Um, but, uh, no, but I actually heard like, speaking of Tom Segura, Izzy was telling me today that you, you talk Sam or, uh, Tom into doing comedy or yeah, I, I got him, I got him started. I, we were in a, uh, improv class together. He's so funny. I told him to start and I took him out for like a week straight. And it just showed him uh, all these clubs. He just took off. That guy's funny as hell. He works smart, too. I work crazy. He works smart. <laughs> and him and his wife are so funny. She's in the next Naughty show. She just kills. Yeah, they're you don't awesome. find a lot of women. There's a lot of funny chicks out there, but she's like black belt level. Yeah, I think she might be coming to Columbus uh, this later this year. To I think she's coming to Columbus Funny Bone. I was actually going to research that later tonight. Yeah, um, we will plug that one on a upcoming podcast when we get that info. For Tom sure, was yeah. just here in the fall. He killed was? Tom Segura. Yeah, yeah, he's a super well, nice oh, he guy. Came with uh, with Red Band to the he Woodlands. Came with Death Squad. Yeah, yeah. And also to yeah, he is Cincy. nice and super funny. Such a good dude. Cracks me up. Him. And, uh, it's good to see all these guys getting their shots, man. It's good to see like Joe jo- Joey Diaz blowing up and. Ari blowing up. I mean, I'm I've known these guys for like 12 years, and they're all just. It's so awesome to see, man. Yeah, it's Duncan's cool. a crazy dude. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. You guys are got, blowing up more now on the national level and uh, getting to tour everywhere. Like, so the fans that don't get a chance to come out to LA and see you guys in person at the Comedy Store, or you know the other venues you play at, get a chance to actually see the live performances now. Well, you know, like people like Static Dog Entertainment, man, like you guys should always support people like that because they take uh, they bring out people that, you know, comedy clubs won't necessarily take a chance on that are just really funny. And just, you know, they bring out some underground legends and, you know, look what they already do with Tom Segura. They've done it with Joey Diaz and Red Band and they're trying to bring Ari out. And I I think, you know, if you see Static Dogs putting out putting out a show, you guys should go and uh, support it because they're not going to bring out anybody that isn't just the best, the best. So. You know, and it just allows you to get more of that underground kind of comedy instead of, you know, and, and what the comedy clubs are doing is great, but, you know, you want flavor and you want something different. You should try, you know, give Stat Dog Entertainment a chance. I'm very happy they're bringing me out. I'm very excited about it to do an hour out there. The last time I did an hour in Ohio was in Cleveland with my buddy Chad Zumach. I ended up getting roofied. <laughs> and then uh, I got roofied, dude. How did you get, who roofied you? I don't know, some tit midget gave me a roofie, and I uh, woke up on Chad Zumach's freaking couch. Where were, got you, his couch. where were you at where you got a roofie? Were you, just you ever heard of the red jug? 
No, I was assuming that you were at Christie's. No, no, no. My <laughs> brother used to manage Christie's. No way. In Cleveland? My, or? Yeah. My no brother way. used to be a manager there and he used to manage Cleveland. Uh, used to manage Christie's. That's crazy. Not that I want to yeah, play Christie's, but I've, I went to a bachelor party there and was stranded there one time. So I don't understand what's, can they even give you lap dances anymore? Or do they got to sit like five, five feet away doing the robot in front of you? It's just so weird. It depends on the club. Like, like Columbus, Ohio is especially weird because, uh, back in like 94, all the women petitioned to be able to be topless out in public, just like men. So it was like a big, like Columbus is a pretty actually progressive city. Like I think like every, like we're, we have a really dense, diverse population but uh, so like the women all kind of came together and they were marching the street topless and they got this law passed to be so they can be topless in public. But then so you can be in Columbus and see a woman legally topless outside. But then if you go into a strip club, they have to wear pasties. Yeah, that is weird. right? Well, it's probably wherever there's alcohol because everybody wants to ruin the party. I don't I don't get it. Like we're grown ups. Yeah, I think it I think it. I think it probably has a lot to do with censorship too, because a lot of the like, there's a there's a few strip clubs like not too far from like really kind of ritzy areas in Columbus, and I think maybe they were the ones that kind of pushed to get that passed, like they were more conservative or something like that. Well, yeah, it just it's like I don't even know. I'm okay. You can just keep whipping out your tits. I don't get why girls want to give away more and more of their bargaining power. You know, it's like okay, I see your tits now. What? What? Oh, there's none. There's none left. <laughs> What's there left? Where, where's the surprise? <laughs> you never know you never know what so back before i interrupted you and started talking about christie's so you're at the red jug is that what it was called again my apologies yeah i was at the red jug did like an hour and a half it was great and then next thing you know i'm waking up on my friends he's like dude you got crazy i'm like dude i don't even remember anything just super roofy just getting crazy i just that's every time i'm in ohio some some <laughs> debauchery happens so I yeah, break laws. Sure. That's what I do. That's my fel- That's my hobbies. All my hobbies are felonies, and uh, that's just who I am. <laughs> I was gonna say. So if you want to see Sam Tripley get extra crazy and get roofied, make sure you come to the Woodlands Tavern on February. Well, it's, it's rock and roll, man. I just, I, I just think comedy's so safe now. That's yeah. why I like Death Squad people. I mean, I just watch Red Pan talking about jerking off on walls. I'm like, God, comedy's so great. Yeah, you know, <laughs> those are like five minutes on Spider-Manning hotel walls. I'm like, that's so cool, you know. And it's uh, Rogan's just, you know. And I've been blessed to work with Rogan. You guys have seen Rogan shows, yeah. They're just they're really, they're it's really magical, man. You know, I mean, I was watching him at that Messy Hall show, man. I'm like, this must have been what it was like to watch like Sam Kennison at the at the height of his power, you know? Yeah, that just was people going show. nuts. That was an amazing show. I was blown away. I mean, they right out the usually when you open a show, you gotta do a couple minutes of getting people going. Right out of the gate, boom. They were just fucking crazy. As as and it was fun. Killed. You guys all killed on that bill that night. And also the night the night before at the Underground Comedy Club. You guys killed that night too. And then you I introduced Ari on station. It was like uh, it was like I just introduced Coldplay. People just went fucking nuts. Dude, they did go nuts. Like, you guys both got huge ovations before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, 
Rogan's nice enough, dude. He'll stay for an hour and a half shaking hands. An hour and a half. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, it is. Nobody does that, ma'am. But it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and that podcast of his keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it's pretty badass, you know. And the Naughty Show, I got a great month of Naughty Show podcast coming up. I got Joey Diaz next week with Tara Patrick. I got uh, I got uh, Ari and uh, Duncan coming on the week after. I'm thinking about doing Stoner Chick talent contest with them. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be very awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. More Stoner Chick contests on Twitter. The original Naughty Show Stoner Award uh, was our friend at Ashley B on Twitter, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We started doing a lot of that. I don't know why. I was uh, second place. I lost to Ashley because she posts boob pictures that are awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Can't, can't, no can defend, no can defeat. You can't can't beat titties. Titties make everything better. And I was going to say real quick, if people want to check out the Naughty Show, um, a great way, you can actually get some cool t-shirts you go to naughtymerch.com, it will pull up a picture of Mr. Sam Tripley, Vicky Pezza, and Doug Pound. Um, no, 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 no. That's actually, uh, that is our good friend, uh, Gareth Reynolds, who's been on the uh, show Eric. for <laughs> my, about... My apologies. Three... It looks a lot like Doug Pound right there. They, he does look like Doug Pound. And I was like, well, I shout outs to both Doug Pound and <laughs> yeah. Gareth Reynolds because they're both cool motherfuckers. <laughs> and Vicky. They are cool guys. She's awesome too. <laughs> and you can get t shirts. Support support Sam and the Naughty Show. Buy some t shirts. They're fucking awesome. Um, oh, man. they got. I just noticed this. They got Bring the Wood t shirts. Oh, the do wood. they have now? I'm Let's check this. Yeah, they got Bring right the now. Wood. I didn't know that. Go to Merchandise. Oh, I did not. Those today, Sam. Yeah, man, I'm more. I might order one. I didn't know they had bring the wood. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually. I like Vicky's original Naughty Show logo shirt, but the the bring the wood's a good new addition to the lineup. Yeah, man, buy some t-shirts. You help us put more money into the show, which helps us do crazier stuff. And shout outs to uh, Joint Studios and shout outs to our boys at LA Speedweed for yes, you know allowing us, letting us use their whole thing. But I didn't know they had bring the wood t-shirts. That's is that awesome. J.R. Steiner that's doing that for you now? Yeah. yeah. Shout-outs to him as well uh, for getting the T-shirt stuff uh, sorted out and all the different all the different logos now. That's cool. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm, I'm tweeting about it right now. Damn. <laughs> but, man, I love what you guys are doing. I love the whole thing. And I just love uh, all the Death Squad fans out there. I just think it's such an interesting thing, man. It's like it's really interesting for us because, um, I mean, something that's really crazy is like how many, like, not only is it cool to see like you, like, all the comics blow up and kind of pave the way, but like just all the cool fan or like even like community. Um, I don't, I don't really want to use the word fan because I feel like we're, we're just more of a community, but like, I mean, like, Jason and I, we met from meeting at a Death Squad show. What show did you guys meet at? Uh, the very first Death Squad Ohio show when Red Band brought uh, Joey Diaz out here. Yeah, there's like 50 of us that hang out now as a direct result of that. Like, yeah. the whole Death Squad Ohio thing is blowing the fuck up. People are all getting together, having parties, going out to these shows. So it's pretty cool. Checking that's- out. Uh, yeah, dude. How great is Joey Diaz, man? That guy's just a fucking champ. 
he's so cool because he just like he was just so chill and he got out on stage and he just started telling stories and it was like i felt like i was sitting around a campfire listening to this really funny guy tell a story like you know what i mean like it was just so cool like and then he gets like we're all get super intense that was the first show the second show he was getting so crazy because the crowd was starting to get crazy so he started like drinking shots at jaeger and uh oh god did he go nuts yeah he started going nuts man it was pretty funny <laughs> that is so funny man God, I love that dude. Man, I've known that dude for a long time, man. I mean, great stories of Joey Diaz. <laughs> Just There used to be this really great comedy show out there. Like one of the greatest comedy shows ever put on was put on by a guy named Jay Davis and a Meta Med. It was called Dublin's. And like, you know, most people never heard of it if you never lived in L.A., but literally was the greatest comedy show ever. It was like the greatest young comics and like, the crowd was just all like supermodels and rock stars. It was like this crazy thing that will never happen again, man. And uh, if you got on it, it was such a blessing. If you killed, it like was it really helped your career. It was really amazing. And um, Joey Diaz, when I was doing stand up, talking about how good he is at eating pussy, right? <laughs> and uh, this chick came up to him. He's like, "Really? You think you're going to eat pussy?" He's like, "Yeah." So they went down and they were going to do a line of blow, and he's like eating this girl's fucking monkey, right? And, <laughs> and, and the uh, security came in and they kicked him out, but he grabbed the girl, the, all the girls blow, and took off, and uh, he got blackballed from the from uh, Dublin's. I mean, but that's just classic fucking, you know, Joey Diaz. That's hilarious. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. Everybody's fucking clean and sober and working out. Sucks, man. We're the outlaws. We're, I mean, even me, I'm like trying to get sober, dude, because I'm just such a scumbag. And all these other guys are so fucking cutesy clean and, you know, trying to make all the girls go gaga. I mean, you can't be a rebel anymore. Nobody but, wants a rebel. I think it's like, for me, it's just like, you know, if you can handle your shit and have your vices, then have at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm up against all these guys who are like getting the bed at nine o'clock and waking up at seven, doing fucking yoga, <laughs> doing like daily inventory and like feeding homeless people before they go and do two hours of writing and then they take their acting classes. I just, I, I, you know, I can't be a scumbag anymore. Those days are over. Well, good thing Ohio likes scumbags. So you're you're good to go. No worries out here. Please, I might move there. Anyone need a roommate? Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, come on, come on down, man. There's <laughs> lots of uh awesome debauchery to be had. Yeah, here. yeah, we could we could get into debauchery every night, and it would just be a normal day. Yeah, I love I love Ohio women. They're yeah. great. Yeah, you're gonna have cool a good shit. time when you get here, <laughs> for sure, man. Uh, that club is real close to camp. Cleveland's yeah. definitely the home rock and roll because. Fat bottom girls make the rock and world go around. There are a ton of fat bottom girls out there, and I love them. <laughs> you see, we're a little bit better off in Columbus because there are a whole bunch of colleges within an 18 mile radius. So there are what colleges? Yeah, Ohio, Ohio State. State and but, then, there's uh, Franklin University, Ohio Dominican, Otterbein, Capital, uh, Capital. Uh, um, then there's a bunch of other like small colleges too. There's Columbus School of Art and Design. Um, Do all those schools root for Ohio State football? Yeah, pretty they're, much. They're you fucking have, insane. Yeah, you're like a communist here if you don't root for Ohio yeah, State football. When you get on stage, like just you know, if you say OH, you'll hear everybody go crazy and scream IO back at you. 
It's pretty. Uh, That's it's, awesome. It's, it's awesome. It's pretty awesome, but it's pretty insane because like, it's like it's it's awesome to a certain extent until like people just get like just ridiculous with with being an Ohio State fan. Like, there's no logic. It's all my day's ruined. Ohio State lost, and it gets a little bit. It kind of, it's good if they win. It's really fun, but if they lose, it gets a little bit. Uh, it gets a little crazy. You guys get some quality black athletes out there. I'll tell you that right now. That's. <laughs> Hey, you Urban, Meyer get any- Urban Meyer knows how to recruit. Oh, yeah. You're getting those Florida guys who just got that Twitch fiber. They don't give a shit. They're fast as fuck. <laughs> that's that's a true statement. I, um, you know, one of our fastest guys ever was actually from Cleveland, Ohio, Teddy Ginn. Teddy Ginn was, like, I think he was, supposedly he was, like, the fastest football player at one point in time, but um, he plays well, What about LeBron James, dude? Yeah, LeBron's from, from Akron. Crackhead. Yeah, yeah, he's from Akron. Uh, he's, uh, you know, a lot of people. That's actually, I don't know if it's still a sore subject. Do you think LeBron James is still a sore subject for if people? If you're in Cleveland, you're probably still butthurt. I yeah, mean, most people that since realized, they won the championship, most people in Ohio, I think, have realized by now there was a kid that was twenty something years old that had a chance to move from Cleveland to Miami, fucking Florida. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he's yeah. a millionaire and make millions of dollars and get tons of hot. Cuban immigrant ass off South Beach that's just dime piece after dime piece. Like, how can you really be mad at that dude for making that decision? I think he's gonna I think he's gonna move back. Probably when he's, I think old. he's gonna yeah. come back to the Cavs. No, I think he's gonna come back to the Cavs. Like once his contract's up, like since yeah. his championship. That would actually make a lot of sense because he, he still has a humongous home um in the Cleveland Akron area. I so, think he's gonna come back, dude. Yeah, I remember. I remember because we're the same age, and I remember sitting in physics class in high school, and LeBron signed his ninety-three million dollar Nike deal, and I was just in physics class, and I was like, Man, "It's good to be LeBron James today." I think that was uh, that was funny, dude. Oh my god! I, I what happened? I've had some crazy gigs in Ohio, man. I've had just crazy gigs at all. I mean, like I don't know if uh, I ever heard the story when i uh was got heckled on stage in arizona and uh by someone saying i was stealing material and they said i stole have you ever heard this story no no okay here's a great story uh i was stand up in uh in arizona and I, my whole family was there and it was at this club that i really loved to perform at and i was i was gigging and I do this joke about getting beat up by my girlfriend because I got kicked in the face and need stitches one time. And I did a joke, you know. And as soon as I got done with the punchline, a girl yells, joke thief. And I'm like, what? They're like, you're a joke thief. I go, what are you talking about? That's my joke. She goes, no, it's not. It's, du- it's a Joe Rogan's joke. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, that's Joe Rogan's joke. I was listening to him the other day. That's his joke he stole from him. I'm like, you're crazy. She goes, you're a joke thief in front of everybody. My whole family's there and everything. So I'm like, well, why don't I call Joe and he'll tell you it's not his joke. And she goes, good, call him, but you won't because you're a fucking joke thief. I'm like, oh, God. So I'm like, here's what I'm going to do. We got to make a bet. If I call him and he says it's his joke, I will quit comedy. I go, but he says it's not his joke. You have to come up here and let this guy motorboat your tits. <laughs> That's awesome. She's like, okay. Yeah. I'll do that. 
but okay, do it. But you won't call him because you're you're a fucking joke thief. I go, okay. And I called him and like this was back in the MySpace days. And Joe would always either like hit me up the next day or MySpace me. So I called him, of course, to get his answer machine. I'm like, Joe, call me back. I'm on stage right now. This chick told me I stole your joke. I need you to call me right back. And so I hang up and I'm like, okay, he didn't answer. I can't help it. It's Friday night. She's like, of course he didn't answer. You're a fucking joke thief. And I'm like, oh, God. So I, but I looked down. My phone rings, and it's Joe Rogan. I'm like, oh, my God. I got so lucky that she picked the one celebrity I had my phone. <laughs> and she cool. goes, he goes, Sam, what's up? I'm like, Joe, this lady says I stole your joke. I'm on stage right now, and she's heckling me. He's like, you're on stage right now? He goes, you're fucking crazy. I go, I know. I go, do you do a joke about uh, your girlfriend beating you up. Now, if you know Joe Rogan, you know nobody beats him up. Yeah. Nobody. Let yeah. alone his girlfriend. He goes, no. I'm like, well, could you tell this guy in the front row exactly what you just told me? Just tell him who you are and exactly what, what happened. So uh, the guy in the front row grabs it. He goes, hey, hello. Oh, he goes, it's Joe Rogan. It's Joe Rogan. He goes, okay, okay, okay. And he goes, uh, no, that's not my joke. I've never had a joke like that. Sam Tripoli doesn't have to steal jokes because he's a funny motherfucker. And fuck you, bitch. And the whole, <laughs> and the whole place just goes, boom. And it just explodes. And it was so funny. So I tried to do material after that. But, uh, okay, so anyways. So I go, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. And I, uh, I hang up, right? I go, hey, lady, it's time to come pay the toll to the troll. She goes, fuck you, I ain't doing it. And the whole place starts booing her, right? <laughs> well, I try to do stand-up after that, and I can't. They just, you can't beat that. That's the greatest heckle kill ever. This chick got bitch slapped in Phoenix from Hollywood, California. And uh, it's just like, you can't beat it. So I get off stage, and I'm talking to my, my family. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry about that. I look over. This chick who is sitting on, like, the biggest dude I've ever seen lap just is getting chased out, her and her boy, by, like, nine girls who are just, like, heads. They're, they're like, chasing her out the thing. It was the funniest night I've ever seen in my life, dude. It was crazy. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. Hopefully uh, you'll bring some of that energy to Columbus next week, man. And Pittsburgh. No, don't heckle me, but yeah, I would love to. I'm dying to see, really love to see everybody come out to Pittsburgh and really love to see everybody come out to Columbus. Yeah, it's going to be a great time, man. We're, uh, we're all looking forward to it for sure. Um, that's so funny, man. The one guy that you knew, she said you stole his joke. Right? I mean, like, she, if she would have been like Gallagher or like Yakov Miranoff or Dane Cook, I would have been fucked. But fucking Joe Rogan, thank you, Lord. That's awesome. I couldn't believe it. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, so and if you get a chance, listen to my other podcast, too, Punch Drunk with Ari Shafir and Jason Tebow. Yeah, I was going to bring sports. that one up, dude. That's an awesome one. And we love Teeb here and Ari in Ohio. And we would love to be able to see you and Teeb and Vicky Pezza an Ohio Naughty Show at some point in the future, too. I would love to do that. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to set it up. We just got to make the numbers work, and I would, I would do it in a second. I'm dying to come out here and party with you guys. Awesome, man. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, man. Um, sorry, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So, what actually, like, what actually wanted you to, like, what actually got you started into wanting to be into comedy? 
Dude, I say this all the time. People think I'm nuts, but I want to do stand-up comedy from the moment I can remember. From the moment I can remember uh, com- just being uh, alive. I mean, that sounds like really weird and cheesy, but it's just true. It's like the moment of I can remember like consciousness. I've wanted to... Oh, Kevin Durant just took a bad fall. I've wanted to be... Uh, <laughs> Oof, that's not good. Is uh, he hurt? I, is he like? Let's give the live update. Here. I mean, dude, he it's not? dude. He falls like really weird. Like he goes up the air over like the Birdman, and he kind of fl- flips in the in the air, and he lands. Uh, they're walking him off. He's walking okay, but man, that was a bad land. I don't know if you've ever watched how like Andrew Bogut landed a while oh, ago man. when he's playing. Like it looked kind of like that. Oh, he seems okay. Man. He seems okay. And the but I've always wanted to do stand up. Yeah, I'm glad the Birdman's back. That guy got screwed. Chick wanted, he wanted to bone him. Like said, he got kitty porn on his thing, and now he got all in trouble. I just I can't stand that people can just accuse you, and then you get like arrested, and then you got to prove you're innocent. But then they can say your name to everybody. Now there's people out there that think he's like some sicko, and he's really not. I mean, he's got some shitty tattoos, but that's about it. <laughs> I bet you he's got a tramp stamp. <laughs> Unlike R. Kelly, who just pisses on a girl, and he's still making albums. He's still making money. Well, I mean, I give, some people like to get peed on. You ever been peed on? Uh, not yet. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not open to it or anything, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the best time ever. Maybe it just becomes some like herbal essence commercial for you just everything <laughs> slow and you're just ecstasy and you're just enjoying the golden shower that you're getting and then you're like why didn't i do this sooner have you been peed on sam yeah <laughs> you're, like, you're like what kind of question is that drew yeah the man that runs the naughty show yeah that's a yeah, common man. sense answer i'm like i'm like oh, it's not that bad dude it's not like it's not as bad as you think it would be I mean, dude, MMA fighters drink their pee. Maybe it's holistic, you know? Maybe it just cleanses your soul. It could be. It could be. You never know, man. You never know. Everybody's into some weird shit. Yeah, I agree, man. I think, uh, I think like, people's... I think more people should explore their sexuality in that sense. I'm not saying everybody should get pissed on, but... I mean, I think you should be open to trying different things, for sure. Um, well, I, my personal whole thing is that... I mean, I'm not saying you got to go out there. I just think that, um, you know, that you shouldn't feel like weird because you're in the weird stuff. That's all I got to say. I mean, ultimately, it shouldn't be like what you're into in bed should define you as a person. And you should have to hide it because when you hide it, that's when uh, you start finding yourself getting in weird places. Yeah, I agree, man. I think that's uh, that's like the most important thing is just like something that you said that like really uh – I mean, it was it was you being silly, but it wasn't like you said, you know, I like my vices and I like that about myself. And I think that's like that's something that a lot of people do struggle with is liking the weird in themselves or like not knowing like, hey, it's okay. Like it doesn't make you a bad person. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's my whole point. That's the whole point of the naughty show. It's just like, you know, when when I when I do the naughty show um, in L.A., man, you would be amazed what percentage of the crowd is women? I mean, you'd be amazed. It's like 60% is women. 
for a show that involves adult film stars and dirty talk, you'd be like, oh, you think girls? No, chicks totally love that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to look at like how popular that uh, that Fifty Shades of Grey book is, and it's all about like butt plugs and sodomy, and all these chicks fucking love it. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's so crazy. Like, I just did a show where they told me to be clean, be clean. Like, but the whole time, like that city's entire swing population, Pollyanna, stop. Shh, I'm fucking podcasting. (laughs) That whole. That city's whole uh, swinging population <laughs> was in the crowd. That's crazy. See, I bet They'd you draw all come it out. out for the naughty show. Well, yeah, I bet your show draws it out. Like in cities that even may have a or states that have a cleaner conservative reputation, like the freaks know when the naughty show is coming. Yeah. The more conservative the state, the crazier they are. Because that's their only outlet when you come to town. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, man. And I think like. There are a lot of swinger clubs in uh, in Ohio as well, or in Columbus. There's actually a couple swinger clubs, I think, because um, I know oh, I'm sh- they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, we know a lot of girls that are, are strippers here too. There's a lot of strip clubs. It would be a it's very naughty show friendly area. I agree. <laughs> yeah, but see, here's I love strip clubs, but I'm just like, what is uh? It's just so weird that like people still go to strip clubs when girls dress like bimbos now. I mean, yeah. I, I hate that. I shouldn't have said bib. Dressed so, like, free now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can understand going to a strip club black when, like, girls had to be very conservative and all that stuff. But now it's like, why spend $300 in a, a champagne room when you just go to the club and spend the same thing and actually probably get laid? Yeah. Oh, agreed. 100% agreed. But there are there still are a lot of strip clubs here because you still have, like... I'm not saying of, I'm against strip yeah. clubs. I'm pro... I'm, Pro whatever the ladies want to do. And I'm also, also pro whatever dudes want to do in terms of if that's their thing that they like yeah. as entertainment, great for them, man. It's not exactly my thing, but I mean, to each their own, you know what I mean? Yeah, whatever weird shit you're into, enjoy that. Just be yourself. Yeah, I uh, I 100% agree. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's such that's just such a key, man. I mean, just being yourself. I think like that's, I mean, that was actually a big reason why I wanted to start, like why I wanted to have a podcast is just to kind of put myself out there and I guess like share who I am or what I'm all about. And I, and it's been like one thing for me, it's been so therapeutic just just being honest and honestly expressing myself. If that makes any sense. No, it does, and I totally I totally respect that, man. I think that's so cool that you know what you guys are doing i mean like you know a lot of people do podcasts out here because they feel like it's kind of what they gotta do to promote what they're doing but i think what you guys are doing is just so cool because you just want to an outlet to express yourselves well i think that's really fucking awesome well somebody like you is really helps out with that because you know continuing to do the naughty show podcast and Letting people like Teeb and Vicky Peza and all of your awesome guests give their uncensored, unfiltered, raw opinions out. I mean, that is really, you don't get that. You don't get that on TV. You don't get that on commercial radio. Like that, it's, it's very pure in the fact that there's no editing, no censorship. And that carries a strong message to a lot of the fans. Like it's, that makes it one of the best podcasts for that reason. It's oh, not thanks, contrived. Really it's just that. open. It's it's not contrived. It's not, you know, like overproduced. It's just raw and what it is. And 
you know, that's awesome. And like now when everything is so politically correct and there's so much censorship, I mean, that's a breath of fresh air. Like it's great to listen to. So thanks for continuing to do it because it gives other people like some of us here and people other places that have started their podcasts like kind of a inspiration like an inspiration and also a model to follow as well yeah well man i really appreciate that that you guys uh enjoy the naughty show we've been you know when we moved from death squad some people got mad at us and they thought it was like this kind of like betrayal thing and it, it wasn't at all you know i left with red band on really good terms he's a good friend of mine and um, you know, I, I, it just got weird, but you know, some people didn't want to follow us over there. And then, but the ones that did realize that like the show's just gotten insanely good. And, uh, I'm really excited about the stuff that we've been putting out and, you know, the fact that you guys still listen and really enjoy is pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I think anybody that got upset about that is just misinformed as to what's going on. I mean, you guys all have comedy sets and travel and have insanely crazy schedules out in LA and to try and do all the podcasts like that you've named off earlier like you know the Seguras, Ari, Duncan, you guys, you you guys on your punch drunk it's hard to schedule that and so there has to be multiple networks there has to be a death squad there has to be a toad hop you know there has to be an all things comedy and inspired disorder just to be able to get all of this content out and so anybody that got butt hurt that you switched stations is kind of missing the point. They're still getting their content. Everybody's still cool with everybody. I mean, it's, it's not like a little grade school who's on this team or that team type thing. Yeah, and, uh, I'm with you, dude. I believe I, I think the same exact way. I mean, shout yeah. out to my dude Freddie Lockhart as well because he got some of the same things that you, I think, encountered when he took what's good over to the toad hop. And so it's like it doesn't make sense to me that some Death Squad fans get butthurt about that when all you guys are cool in real life. And, and it's it, just a scheduling thing. One guy, Red Band, can't do 63 podcasts exactly. a week. There has to be a toad hop. There has to be an all-things comedy or it doesn't work and we don't get your content. Yeah, and, you know, and Red Band has his own way that he wants to do it and sometimes you want to go a little different. Sometimes exactly. you got to do it on your own. So it's not that you guys don't get along. or Like Red Band and I just... Uh, Vegas together. I have no problems with Red Band. I love Red Band. It just sometimes you got to grow. You know, you got to do it on your own so you can grow. Well, yeah. And, you know, at the at the end of the day, I think if people turn in now, tune in now, they'll see the show has has gone to this insane level. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to see the Brody Stevens dating game yet. Oh, that but. shit's crazy, dude. Like I thought, like for for a couple months now. Every episode, I keep thinking, okay, it started when you guys had, like, Milk Tyson on the first time. And for yeah. Ricky Pez's birthday, uh, right about then, like, for a few weeks in a row, I'm like, okay, there's no way they can top this. There's no fucking way. What I just saw was insane. It was awesome. There's no way they can top this. And each week, it seems like you've just been stepping it up for several months in a row now. The episode where you got banned from Ustream, like, so many crazy guests, dude. Props on the way the podcast has blown up and kind of changed and evolved. Well, man, I can't, uh, I can't do without you guys. And I'm very appreciative you guys. And we got crazier stuff coming up and I'm constantly trying to, uh, push the envelope and take bigger chances. And, you know, I just, 
I'm very thankful that you guys hang out and uh, and listen to us. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's our pleasure, man. It's like a, it's just kind of cool because it's just a mutual. It's like mutual. We, we all benefit each other. It's like a, it's it's, it's collaboration in a sense, or like more of a like interdependence that sort of thing. And you know, I love coming on your guys' podcast. I do it anytime you need it. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys. You know. Allow me to, and helping me promote this show coming up. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and just speaking of that, just in case you missed it the first time I said it on this podcast, to buy tickets to the show, go ahead and go to www.staticdogentertainment.com. When you go to that website, it's the first, the first two ones are Sam and Tony Hinchcliffe in Pittsburgh and Columbus. Um, in Pittsburgh, it is, it is February 22nd, Friday, at 8 p.m., you can get the VIP and the general, and same with Columbus for Saturday, February 23rd at the Woodlands Tavern. Um, that's the show I'm going to be at. Um, not that anybody really wants to meet me. Just teasing. I'm a pretty cool guy. And then, um, and yeah, so go ahead. Get your, get your tickets now. They're probably almost sold out from the sound of it, from talking to Static Dog. Yeah, Woodlands is almost sold out. So if you want to come to the Columbus show, you better get on getting your tickets with that. And also, well, man, I appreciate that, dude. Come here. And also buy some Naughty Show merch. Yeah, naughtymerch.com. Bring the wood. Get yourself some Bring the Wood shirts. Yeah, the new Bring the Wood shirt. Absolutely. I'm very excited about it. And also check out Sam every week on Punch Drunk with Ari and the Teeb on the Toad Hop Network and, all of, of course, Naughty Show. And that's all things comedy. Correct, Sam? Yeah. All, well, uh, right now we're on Toad Hop. Toad Hop, that's uh, every uh, Tuesday from noon to 2 Pacific Standard Time. And also follow Sam on Twitter. It is at... It's at S Tripoli. Yeah, S at Sam Tripoli. T R I P O L I. Cool. And also at the Naughty Show and at Punch Drunk now has a Twitter account as well, right? Yeah, we have one. Our, our, our but now it's active. Someone's actually working it. But man, if you like sports, we actually talk some hockey for the Canadians out there. And we, I mean, we're the one sports cast that's doing that. And we talk everything from MMA to a UFC to NFL to uh whatever college football you name it we talk it that's awesome and uh so follow my twitter get tickets to the show and uh yeah it's been about an hour sam so i guess we can go ahead and wrap it up here i appreciate you guys having me on man i had a great time thank you very much you're very welcome also follow us on twitter at true sample at clever west at death squad ohio and at the sacred plant show and at the sample hour so follow all of us on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You're, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for listening.
to do.